to a straight face, bro. Welcome to episode one. Actually, I think we're going to go season one, episode one. So when we label it, it's going to be... 1.1. 1.1. the next episode. Um, very first episode of Family Chatters. Oh, yeah. What is Family Chatters? Ah, where do we start? Oh, it's a podcast about family matters. That's about it. <laughs> so what we're going to do is uh, we're going to break down every episode of Family Matters. Uh, all 215 episodes, <laughs> nine seasons long, uh, probably roughly 20 something, you know, to each epi- uh, you know, season. Uh, we're going to we're going to break them down and uh, I'm your I'm your host for this episode. Uh, we're going to take turns hosting uh, me and my uh, my partner here, uh, Brian Quagan. Hi. <laughs> is, is, that's all you want to say? That's it. I'm really excited <laughs> to dig into some family matters because mm-hmm. family matters. Yeah, family, family does here matter. on Family Chatters. Um, Are we going to end this episode with a piano harmony? Too? <laughs> we're thinking about it. Sweet. Uh, so we're recording um, a couple episodes ahead, and then uh, we're going to release some episodes all together on iTunes. Uh, so we're probably like, uh, when you're listening to this, we're probably two months in the past. So uh, if we reference some old things, wow. then uh, there, that's why it is, uh, we're, we're recording two months in advance. Uh, because, you know, there's no time. So this is going to be a summer this. blockbuster. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, so what we're gonna do is uh, we're gonna take turns hosting uh, probably every you know every other episode, maybe every two episodes. I'm gonna host the first two episodes. Brian's gonna come along and uh, host the next two episodes, uh, and then on every episode we're gonna have a guest. And um, this episode is no different. Uh, I was thinking in my head who, who would be the best guest to have on our first ever Family Chatters uh, podcast, and the first name that came into my head. Was uh... oh, okay. It was. It, it was. It was, I was trying to think of somebody off the top of my head, and I couldn't. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm do Waldo Geraldo Faldo. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I mean, Jaleel White. I mean, I could name a bunch of people that would be, you know, a great first episode. Yeah. Uh, but we we had to dig a little bit, and we got Andy Morgan. Hey, <laughs> that old trope. The uh, but we got the next best guy. We got the. Um, <laughs> I'm so excited to, and honored to, to be on the early episodes, especially now that you say you're going to backdate it. Uh, now I can tell my barber normal haircuts for right now and then do the high top fade later <laughs> when right. we're doing the Instagram promotion. We're going to be we're going to be all rocking the high top fades. You going with the Waldo months. or the Darius McCrary? Oh, uh, the Darius McCrary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we're gonna we watch season one, episode one. Uh, we're gonna break it down scene by scene, and we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna make fun of it. We're gonna maybe uh, see how it uh, kind of relates to our own lives, mm. um, and we're just gonna trudge along. I guess I don't know. I mean, we don't really have a plan other than watch the episodes and talk about them. Uh, Brian had come over to the house a little earlier, and we got to watch episodes together. I think I think watching episodes together might be a little fun. Oh yeah, because we pick up a lot of, a lot more things. Well, it brings families together. I'm glad that happened for you guys. 
I feel like there was a bond when I walked in that I'm not a part of. So it's a little weird, but I'm with you guys still. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so since this is the very first episode, I think we should just get uh, get it right out of the way and talk about the theme song a little bit. Yes. Uh, very iconic theme song. The best. Uh, the best. It's my favorite theme song. Of all and, theme songs. I can't go that far. Uh, full disclosure, I did a uh, tag team uh, roast battle yep. recently at, at a 30 Mile Brewing. Love yep. them. And uh, Great brewing. My teammate and I, Dave Hintz, we came out, our theme song, because they do it wrestling style, you come out to a song. We came out to the Perfect Strangers theme song. Oh. And it fucking brought down the house, guys. Because we sang it what a for the people, and it was amazing. Yeah, that's, that's a great reference because uh, it all ties into Family Matters. Yes, I know. I'm, I'm hilarious and great. Andrew Andrew <laughs> comes prepared. Great at you think he doesn't know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's I'm, fully aware that Harriet Winslow... Is a perfect strangers character. Yeah, man. I did not know that. Season three, really? Before, before you started this, I game? never watched Perfect Strangers. Oh wow, that's so, also on Hulu, man. Uh, get the full use out of your subscription there, bud. I'm gonna start watching. I got 215 episodes of Family Matters to watch right now. <laughs> yeah, so. but they're super short. You'll burn it. You don't have a life, right? Come no, on. I don't have a life except that's for why we're doing this. This right here. So. <laughs> so I had to look that up because Perfect Strangers really quickly was like kind of over by the time I was like starting to realize what TV shows were, but Family Matters was at its height of yeah. popularity. Mm. So like it, this is the perfect show for like, this was my first like favorite show because mm-hmm. it was part of that like iconic TGIF. Did block. you have any merch? I wanted to ask both of you guys whether you had the merch. Maybe. Merch. merch. Like Urkel t shirt. I had at least one Urkel t shirt. I don't think I ever owned any Urkel shirts. I totally did. Yeah. I can... The horrifying things were like the dolls. Like those were like Urkel a weird dolls? thing because they looked From almost the like marionette level. Wow. Where it was like, a, you know, a pull string kind of Urkel that just, you know, said all the catchphrases <laughs> like, Did I do that? The, did I do that? Uh, did I, uh, what, what? Wait, we're not supposed to be talking do you about have Urkel any, at all. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> any, He's like the Voldemort he of this fucking episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, he's not here yet. He doesn't exist Shut up. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the theme song is written and sang by Jesse Federick, uh, who, ironically, uh, wrote the theme song for Perfect Strangers, Full House, and Step by Step. That guy murders it then. Yeah. He didn't sing them all, obviously. Can, can I tell a fun, quick Perfect Strangers story? Uh, as long as it's fun. Yeah. So uh, a friend of mine, he's a complete jackass, my buddy John, um, they have this service on light, uh, online called, uh, I think it's called Cameo. Are you familiar with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where you, you can, can like yeah. pay certain level stars to do stuff. Oh, I've yep. just heard about this. So my friend John saw me post online about the Perfect Strangers theme song that I was like, I absolutely love this song, but this song is way better and more fun tonally and different from the whole show. That I was basically making a gripe about the theme song That even though I love it, it doesn't match the show tonally Yeah And so my friend decided to pay Bronson Pinchot (laughs) To leave me a message To go fucking ham on me To call me out and say Andrew Morgan, I don't know who you are Why do you want to hurt me? (laughs) Literally, these are like exact words He was like, I don't know why you want to hurt me But the theme song, he thought I 
he thought it captured the show perfectly and he had like tone and everything he was saying things like je ne sais quoi he went deep he went good <laughs> it was like an, a minute and a half and, and my buddy posted to like all my social media just to fucking troll me <laughs> on an epic level and it worked and it was great that's and I awesome never laughed my, that's harder beautiful. in my life yeah that is a good story I'm glad that was a fun one yeah <laughs> um, yeah so we got this dude that you know all he does is write Fucking sick killers, killers. Like, uh, I mean, you had said uh, family. uh, Brian, you had said uh, family matters was probably your favorite theme song of all time. Oh yeah, it's the one I remember the most. Like in my head, I'll just start hearing like the ding, 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 ding. I I think if I had to go TGIF, like you know, Mm. shows or whatever, I would have to go with. I think Full House had such a good. Uh, theme song. Step by step <laughs> yeah. was a good step one. Step by step's a good one. Yeah. Step was uh, when they were on the, the roller coaster. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Great. That was a fun one. Great whole intro. Yeah. Um, so, very Weird talented. Premise of, a, of a show. I, I think this one might have won the TGIF one for one. me. And we're, for we're TGIF gonna, specifically. We're going to get into it real quick about what our favorite things. Uh, just right out the bat, um, the pilot episode, uh, the original when it first aired, uh, used the Louis Armstrong. Uh, what a wonderful uh, world! What a wonderful so world! Weird, yeah. Like a clip from that, and we watched it. Me and it's Brian. It's horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't match. It doesn't. No, not it's match depressing at all. It's and weird. Terrible. Yeah, like who's gonna die? So I'm glad. It's as depressing as the original living room. I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> Je- I'm glad Jesse came back around and uh, and 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 did this uh, theme song for it because it's a it is a beautiful theme song. And then right when you first hear that piano come in. Mm. Like you're like, all right, it's, it's, really it's got that catch. This man. Is, it's jazzy. Yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's cool, man. Um, I, I love this. Uh, Was this a part of the original TGIF? I'm trying to remember how far back it went because I'm trying to go it so based on my age. I didn't research it that well because I, I figured we had a lot to talk about in this episode anyway. Yeah. But I believe it wasn't part of the original lineup uh, because it changed stations. It started on ABC. And then went to CBS. It was CBS. NBC, I think. NBC is. No, I think it started NBC. And then went I to only ABC. know TGIF to be ABC. ABC. So, so yeah, it started on. It started it on. ABC. I mean, this show changed to CBS at the very end. Yeah, the very end. Okay, yeah. so it may, it may have started. So it started out. at NBC, and then they went to ABC, where the, for the majority of their run. Yeah, like what people know, I would imagine are yeah. TGIF. Yeah. Um, so we got the theme song. Uh, it starts off with the overcast of the houses in Chicago. Uh, I, I felt like a similar vibe to like Full House theme song, where it had like sure. the, like the the apartments and stuff like yeah. overcast of it. And then you finally get to meet the the characters that are in the show. Um, they're kind of like Carl's walking down the stairs with a big grin on his face, yeah. looking far off into the distance. Up, you know, sweet up. sweater, <laughs> always rocking a sweet sweater. Reginald, what Reginald Vane? Vel, Vel Johnson. Vel Johnson. Uh, you got- that guy, apex of his career, right here. I'm not saying Family Matters in general, which I it probably is, but just the year this comes out is between both Die Hard movies Die that Hard, he's yeah. in. And he was in Turner and Hooch the same year. Is he a cop in all of those? Uh, No, he's usually relegated. Well, obviously he's a cop in Die Hard. But um, Turner and Hooch, he might be too. But uh, I know for a while there he was kind of doing the, the hooch. he do was that. doing the limo driver thing for yeah. a lot of stuff too, like Crocodile Dundee's the limo driver, blue collar job. This is way I, I'm, th- I'm probably way off here, but was he in Car Fifty Four? Where are you? I don't think so. Oh, all right, I didn't see that. And maybe, maybe another big, but I did dude. take a quick look. Yeah, 
Um, like Ghostbusters, he's in, and he's yeah, in, he was in Ghostbusters. Uh, Crocodile yeah. Dundee. Yep. Those are like the things that were big before the die. Yeah. Is he a limo driver in Ghostbusters? What is he in Ghostbusters? That's a good question. I, I forget. Dude, I, I, I think he works in the um, either. Oh yeah, he's in the jail. He releases the Ghostbusters. Oh. He's a cop then too. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm, I think I was literally just thinking of Crocodile Dundee when he's not a <laughs> cop. So, but yeah, he's pretty much a cop. All right, so you, you meet all the uh, the characters. Like I said, Carl's walking down the stairs. Harriet uh, is getting up from the piano. Looks like she just got done playing the piano a little bit. Uh, you get uh, Mama, grandmother. Yeah. Uh, reading the Rolling Stones magazine. You yeah. too on the so cover. you're right off the bat, you already know the grandmother is a hip lady. Sure. She's like a 70 year old lady that is uh, reading the Rolling Stones magazine. Super yeah. into U2. Is super into U2. Uh, Who isn't? Just a great, great grandmother. So yeah. we already got that right off the bat. Reading um, Rolling Stone, but didn't get the Prince reference that her uh, granddaughters yeah. pull on her within like five minutes of the We're going to get into that. <laughs> So, uh, Eddie is a bag boy at the grocery store. Yep. Uh, um, Hard worker. Hard worker, uh, willing to, you know, get out there and make some money. Laura's walking around with some headphones on, listening to the music. So she's like the, you know, probably the into it kind of girl. Like she's into all the new stuff and, you know, whatever. Um, And then a weird moment comes along in the pilot episode. Uh, Valerie Jones pops up. Yep. Who's Valerie Jones? Yeah. The OG. <laughs> so this is the original Judy. Yeah. Uh, that's in the the, the pilot episode. In the I was like, who episode. the hell is this little girl? I, the history of Judy is, I think, needs its own documentary. Yeah, we're, we might have to have an, a, a, a separate episode just for the Judy uh, documentary here. Uh, but yeah, we get the, the original Valerie Jones, uh, Judy uh, Winslow. Uh, so that was kind of weird. We get the little. Can I be on that? Because I've been having a burning question of which <laughs> one I rather go out like. Go oh well that, that that could be for that documentary. We might get into that. <laughs> yeah. uh, then we get the little baby Richie. Yeah. Um, and then we uh, get uh, a glimpse of Rachel. Was that before the twins? Right. So the baby's just a standalone, and then the twins come later. Yeah, I think I think in all shows they have to have be- twins or two of them because yeah. they're not allowed to work. Like the Olsen twins. Yeah, yeah, sure. They're not allowed to work yeah. a certain amount of time, so they yeah. have to switch the babies in and out. So most of the babies that you saw on sitcoms back in the day were twins. Like, right. Uh, twins. Twins. And then you get a picture of them all riding the bikes throughout Chicago, all yeah. the family together. You know, this, this is kind of Love leading it. into what this show is all about. Love Eddie having the Chicago Cubs hat because they say, you know, the African-American community doesn't like baseball, and I was proud to see that going as a proud baseball fan to know that that was still a thing back in 1989. <laughs> uh, and then you get Carl and Eddie playing some basketball. Yep. Uh, they do this weird handshake thing where they high-five each other and then they shoulder bump each other. Yeah. Because you're like, all right, these are, you know, this is father-son relationship is a good relationship here. Uh, they got cool handshakes together and yeah. they spend the time together. To and it's Chicago, so they got Michael Jordan in the background, but they also have Larry Bird and I'm like, why? Yeah. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? Um, and then you get uh, a couple different scenes where, you know, you got the um, you got uh, Rachel uh, playing with Laura and Judy kind of running around the house and stuff. Uh, you got Laura and Judy feeding pigeons in the park. Mm, Didn't yeah. know that was a thing. Yeah, oh yeah. Just You're not supposed pigeons. to do that either. I didn't think you were allowed to do that, but 
They were just sitting there feeding the bread and stuff. Like this is an edgy family. Dude. Yeah, very edgy. The bread expands in their stomach and, and, and then you, get, and then you yeah. get my favorite scene. And this is kind of a foreshadowing of what might happen in another episode. You get Carl putting out a fire that's in a toaster. Yeah. Just like blowing it out. You're like, oh man, I can't wait for that episode. I don't like, even yeah. remember that. Part. I don't either. That's why I'm excited. Like, I don't yeah. remember the toaster being on fire. Right. Like, I'm excited to see what episode that is in. The cut of this theme song fascinates me. And I hope you get to the really fascinating part. Uh, Did you catch? And then you get Carl and Eddie moving furniture around in the kitchen. And then Eddie, like, it has like long giant pole like yeah that goes that through, goes the, through back the window door I remember window, yeah. that episode yeah so I'm re- I, like, yeah. like I can't wait to see that one again by the way so this is the pilot this has the original Judy that scene has the new Judy in yeah, yeah, the yeah, thing yeah. I'm like so they replaced your ass before like they just so they knew they were going to replace her, but didn't replace the pilot episode. They, they have, didn't just start with the They must have shot the episode. pilot theme after the pilot episode when they knew it was going to get picked up. Yeah. And then they, they're like... I think they got arrogant. I think they were like, no one's going to see... Because the <laughs> all the action is to Eddie. Yeah, so yeah. I think they're like, no fucking way somebody's going to see that that's a different kid. But then they also have the old Judy in the at the main table... In like all the right, in all the oh yeah, on everything else. Yeah, it's her backs to the camera. Yeah, it's it's crazy how they did it. But um, and then the end of the theme, uh, you get a lot of hugging, uh, them just hanging out with a little Richie kind of uh, little Richie. Is that what they called them? Little Richie. Little Richie. (laughs) Uh, so just hanging out, you know, kind of seeing, you know, showing you. That's what the show's all about. It's all about family. Yeah. Obviously, it's right in the title. Um, and uh, that's what you're in for when you uh, start watching this show. Uh, so, Are you uh, going to cover the lyrics to this song? I think we might save that because uh, we're already deep into cry. this episode. <laughs> so we, we, gotta, we really got to start getting into this first episode. We're going to dig, dig down deep. Uh, we're going to kind of braze through what happens during the episode. Uh, so we're right at the beginning. Uh, right off the bat, you get Harriet yelling uh, to Carl uh, that your mama's on your way, on her way. So setting it up for the episode, what's going on? We got mama coming. Yeah, mama's coming. I don't know why. Uh, we find what is out. The name, of the, episode? the name of the episode is the mama who came to dinner. Yeah. So, which has nothing to do at all. It has nothing to do with the episode. With the, no. She's not coming for dinner. Yeah, she's, she's staying. Yeah. She's staying. Yeah. <laughs> she's coming to stay. She's yeah. not on a visit. She's she's coming to stay. Right. Uh, so you get a back and forth between Harriet and Carl uh, about Carl not wanting her his mother to stay uh, with them uh, because she, he knows his mom. Right. And Harriet. Just sees his mom. Uh, it was he called a uh, holiday mother. Yeah, because you know when he comes around on the holidays, and uh, she's a very nice lady during the holidays. Right. Uh, but when you live with her, she's a totally different. Yeah, person. short bursts. And uh, she, uh, he's hung up on the idea that uh, she's going to put me on a diet. Yeah, that's the first thing he says. He, Which ends up being a massive theme for Carl throughout this whole series. (laughs) His initials spell cow, and they mention that in the goddamn show. Not this episode, but within the series. They they purposely made... (laughs) They gave him a middle name to just make him feel even shittier at some point. This is where I get the first laugh out loud moment uh, when Carl uh, says she's going to put me on a diet. I'm going to waste away to nothing. 
Right. And Harry's response was, uh, it's your mother, not a not magician. Not a magician. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you already get that like witty kind of yeah. comedy going on. The classic like fat dad sitcom. <laughs> yeah. like, the wife, you know. He and gets it at every fucking turn, too. Yeah. 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 How so does Reginald many... feel about this? I like, know. Right, guys, take it easy. But that's such a sitcom trope. I mean, they were the... early on about it, but it's yeah. always somebody's fat and somebody's going to hear about being fat. It wasn't hack, I think, when they were doing it. It wasn't quite... No, people still enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, this is the era of the sitcom. Right. So, I mean, you know, even though obviously a lot of those started in the 70s, this is peak. Yeah, peak yeah. sitcom. Yeah, um, TGIF and and the NBC lineup uh, on Thursday nights, like the Seinfeld, Mad About You, and Friends to Come, and all those. It's like this is peak. Yeah, wings, yeah. wings. Um, Hell yeah, wings. So you know, first Cheers. time watching this show, yeah. you really don't know much, but you already get a glimpse of kind of what Carl does for a living because he has that. Uh, the police academy sweatshirt. Yeah, I'm like, it's pretty obvious. It's, <laughs> but just generic police yeah. academy too. It doesn't. He's either say really into the movie series by now because it is '89. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> but when you look at him, you really he's such a tackleberry. <laughs> and when you look at Carl, that's not the first thing that pops into your head, though. This right. guy is like a police officer. Yeah, because he's, he's he's a bigger man. Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't say he's like overly like. Fat, but he's they, he's a big guy, and they didn't overthink the cop thing at all because between the sweatshirt and then I think later in like very early they're like his favorite thing to eat is donuts. No shit, <laughs> really donuts. They just didn't overthink any of that at all. So after Harry and Carl have their little back and forth, uh, you get a, a quick scene of uh, the kids. Uh, you get Laura and Judy fighting over who's going to hold Richie. Right. Um, so you kind of, that's the introduction to their little banter that you're going to have back and forth between the sisters and yeah. kind of introducing that kind of relationship to you. Uh, and then cut to uh, Harriet inside the kitchen and she's has some flowers. And all with the flowers. Flowers in the living room. Flowers all over the Flowers in the kitchen. Carl comes walking in and Carl's like, you can't put these flowers up because my mom's going to think you're going to have them here every day and I'm I'm not buying flowers every day. Which starts the Carl, the other part, he's not only fat, but he's cheap. Yeah. So she Always responds about with, the budget. Right. She, uh, she goes, these flowers are for my garden or something like that. So yeah. the only thing you're going to have to buy is the manure. Manure, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so, what do you think of the laugh track going back and watching these things? Do you watch a lot of stuff with laugh tracks anymore? With, with these first two episodes, I didn't think the laugh track was that bad. Mm. I think they kind of probably get worse during the like the, the series. Don't right. they go to a live audience at some point in this show? I don't know. I, don't I honestly know, don't but know that. Or am I you do get Fresh the, Prince? We'll talk about it Fresh later. Fresh Prince, they totally did. I know they did. You do get the, the added, you can tell they're added laughters and added oohs and ahs yeah. and stuff like that. Um, I think I'm, the oohs and ahs are my favorite. Well, we're going to talk the, about that. I think that's the, audience, an episode, yeah. maybe episode two. So yeah. uh, we might get to that one. Um, so. Edward comes down the stairs. Eddie comes down the stairs holding the laundry basket. He, he just set you up to do a big ooh and ah, and you did nothing. Aren't you an improv actor? Is that what they call them? improv <laughs> actors? <laughs> so Eddie comes walking down the stairs. He has a basket full of clothes. Yeah. And he's, he's telling his mom, 
I'm going to do the laundry. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. You know he's up to something. <laughs> yeah. The first no thing kids, Carl says. The dutiful son. Yeah, he, he's yeah. up to something. Uh, and what he wants to do is he wants to go to his friend's house to watch TV. And it's going to be a late night. And that's, like, actually what it is. is <laughs> that's the crazy yeah. So this whole, like, show, you're thinking in the back of your head, like, oh, anyone wants to go to this crazy party. Yeah. And in the long run, it, it's literally his friends hanging out watching a Rambo marathon. Yeah. I, that's it. Uh, Which, we by the way, a, topical, because, I mean, I think the third Rambo movie is, what, 88? We looked at yes, yeah. We were like, because uh, I you was like, oh, how many Rambo Andrew. movies do you think came out? <laughs> Yeah. Because I was looking at the time frame of because he said it was going from nine to two, and I'm like, in that time frame, you can only fit two Rambo movies in there. Right? Yeah. I was like, I don't know if the third if the one third's came on out VHS yet. yet. I, yeah. Apparently, I had, and when the, maybe when they were shooting this, right? Uh, they probably shot this in '88, so it probably came out right around the same time as they were shooting it. So right. Uh, so yeah, he just wants to go to a party and. Uh, his curfew is uh, 11 o'clock? 10. 10 o'clock. They up it to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. 10 o'clock, and uh, the party starts at 9. So Carl's like, a no-go. You're not going to that party. Um, and then the doorbell rings. Open up the door. Mama's hair. Yeah, Emperor Mama's Palpatine. Hair. Big glasses. <laughs> big pink glasses. Yeah. Uh, she comes in, gives Carl a big hug. She gives, says hi to Harriet. She's like, oh, you know, sweet old lady. Yeah, sweet old lady, we love her. We R- already love her. R.I.P. Rosetta Lenore. Is she dead? Yes, she's got to be oh, dead. God, I'm, now you're upsetting me. <laughs> um, she died in '02. She was like 90 years old, man. <laughs> I, I mean, she would be the Highlander right now if she was still alive. So the second she walks through the door, she she gives uh, Carl a hug, gives Harriet a hug. Oh, I missed you guys. You know this and that. Turns around, looks like Carl goes. Looks like you had some waiting on. Yeah. Right off the bat. Right off the bat. Second yeah. dig. And yeah. you're just sitting there, you're like, man, now I feel bad for this guy. Yeah. Because uh, he, he is just getting it from all corners now. Yeah. And uh, you, you just can't help yourself but feel bad for Carl at that moment. Uh, and then uh, now the mom is coming. But you still don't know just from the title of the show. She's just coming for dinner. Okay. Yeah. I mean, but, well, I mean, but they at the do beginning say of the show, at the beginning of the show, they're big. talking. Yeah. She's moving in, so you still don't know which one it is yet. Like, you're like, is right. she moving in, or is it a trial period? I think they or? say at the beginning that she's coming to She's live. coming to move in, yeah. yeah. The title is very different. Exactly. And it apparently is not his idea that it's it, his wife's idea. His wife's idea, pretty yeah. much. Because we later find we, out uh, his dad had died. Yes. Uh, we don't know how. We don't know when, uh, how long it's been. They make it seem like a long time because they make it seem like she raised them, all him and his brothers, all on right. just her as a working single mother, basically. Yeah. So we this is all summed up in like one short conversation. Oh, yeah. yeah. Much like a lot of the Which, by the way, points. just to get back to the brother thing real quick. Yep. He mentions... Four brothers. Four brothers. This is a this is a show called Family Matters. I know where this is going. And one fucking brother shows up in the entire series, and it's for one episode. I knew that was coming up. And I, I thought even, about and that. he's kind of a piece of shit. And I don't yeah. even remember that. Yeah, so, Frank shows up at one point. Oh, Frank! So they yeah. keep the same name and everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All they right, keep cool. it consistent, but only Frank ever shows up, and uh, you know. It's, it doesn't go well. I guess Frank is the one that uh, 
I don't know. At the beginning of the show, they had said... They said he has an apartment in New York, New York I think. Yeah. yeah. Big new apartment. Yeah, big new apartment in New York, yep. But they also say that he's married there, and I don't think he's married when he shows up later. It, yeah. So um, he hits hard times. <laughs> Old Frankie boy. <laughs> so, now we get a scene where um, Katsu, uh grandmother sitting on the couch with the two kids, Judy and um, Laura. And uh, she's discussing uh, Brian. Brian, I know Brian said he liked this this part because it was probably one of the the funnier jokes that he thought was in the, in this episode. It's a good joke. Uh, go ahead and Brian, go ahead and explain this this scene a little bit. They're sitting down and she's talking about how she worked for the Queen of England. Yes, the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I never knew, and I thought that was hilarious. Many, and many different monarchs. Yeah. It wasn't just the Queen of England. Right, and she's like, I've met a lot of interesting people. And then Judy's like, do you ever meet Prince? And she's like, oh, I met all kinds of Prince. Whale, Prince of Wales, Prince of <laughs> whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, Prince of Nepal. And then she, uh, Laura's like, I, you know, I think she met Prince, like the singer who wears purple underwear. And she's like, oh, yeah, that was the Prince of Nepal. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's just a fun it's little... It's a pretty good joke. It was a fun good, little... It was a good one. It was a little fun little joke. Full circle joke. Um, circle joke. So then you get Harriet walking in and uh, offering Grandma a soda. Mm-hmm. And now you get... Is it a her- soda? I thought it was a tea. No, it was a soda because like a nice then she... Tea. And then she complained about Carl's weight again. Well, she, that caffeine. Nobody, nobody well, this is what I was saying. She's definitely not a dietitian because she mentions the caffeine oh. as like a stress. Again, it's a stress on the heart thing yep. versus like saying he's fat. Yep. But shouldn't she be more concerned with the sugar levels I, of him versus think, the caffeine? I would think, but I, I don't know. Yeah. But apparently she's not. She's just worried about his energy level, I guess. Yeah. She doesn't want his heart working overtime. Yeah, I guess so. Poor yeah. fucking Carl, man. So, uh, ring this up as what? Four jokes? About his, his weight? weight? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> she even mentions, like, the, the foreshadowing and knowledge of Carl Winslow yeah. but, says, oh, yeah, she's going to put me on a diet. Yeah, and right is... after she says that, she's like, I'm going to put you on a diet. <laughs> well, yeah, this is the first point where where she tries to exert some control over the family. Yes. Because she's like, none of you should be drinking it. Right. But it's very, like, mild. It's not like she's ripping it away from him. She's just kind of yeah. Yeah. saying, and this, like, oh, I'm worried about it. And know? this is after. I forget whether you mentioned it yet already, but like when she says, I don't want any special treatment. I I just want to be able to pitch in where I can. And then she immediately goes, taking over. Well, so, uh, I mean, up to this point, she really hasn't done anything bad. Like, she she hasn't really been annoying or anything, like, up to this point. Yeah. Um, uh, The very next scene, uh, she's with Eddie, and they're talking about why Eddie can't go to this party. Right. And Eddie explains, you know, my curfew's at 10 and, the, you know, the party starts at 9 and we're just, you know, she goes, you know, what's going on? And he, oh, we're just going to go watch TV, you know, with some friends or whatever. Right. And um, she goes, uh, <coughs> another funny line here, she goes, uh, when they were talking about his curfew and everything, she goes, uh, he goes, well, the one problem is, is um, my curfew's at 10 o'clock. And she goes, well, Rambo won't even blow a uh, or blow anyone away until ten o'clock. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. You get like she's hip. 
she's, yeah. she's hip, man. She knows Rambo. Yeah. She knows, uh, you know. Right. She apparently reads Rolling Stone. She's obviously watched Rambo because, you know, she knows that and not until an hour into she's that. She's seen princes in their underwear. Yep. <laughs> so uh, you get that funny little scene. And then uh, right at the end, uh, she said she's going to talk to Carl for him. Yeah. And get him to go to that party. And the very last thing she says is, uh, I'm going to fight for your right to party. Yeah. Great reference. Yeah, deep cut already <laughs> in the pilot. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Big time Rolling Stones lady, so she's obviously a big time Beastie Boys. But that must have been a year or two after uh, after uh, the song? License to Ill yeah. came uh, out. Yeah, I think that's pretty recent to that. Yeah, yeah. 87, 88. Yeah, so um, unlike some of my other... Uh, shows that uh, like I'm a big say by the bell guy. Yeah, their references in that are old. Like yes, even for that time period, they're old. Yeah, like their refer like they seem to be pretty on point uh, so far on Family Matters. Like their yeah, wait till episode two. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're <gonna> wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the next scene, uh, we get Aunt Rachel and Harriet talking about uh, Rachel's book she's writing. Can we go back for one yes. quote, one second? Right, so like you know how like the instrumental music, like the score to the show, like kind of picks up right before yep. the commercial break takes yeah. place, mm-hmm. and like some of it's kind of like happy and fun, but then there's like this like menacing kind of. But <laughs> that the first like one happens like something crazy, some crazy antics are gonna happen. Someone's gonna get in trouble. Like that first instrumental piece happens right after uh, Mama Winslow says to Eddie. Like, I'll talk to your father for you, which is, like, a great, wonderful grandma thing to do. But then it's like, oh, shit, what's fucking Mama Winslow? Yeah, like, she's going to open up a whole can of worms here. And it's like, it just didn't feel right. But it was so funny to me. Cut to the the next scene. It's a very lame scene where it says Rachel and Harriet talking about Rachel's book. Yeah. And this, this whole thing goes nowhere. Well, speaking of going nowhere, I mean... Did they talk about her writing books for the rest of the series? Well, I don't remember don't as a know. kid. Like, I, mean, I don't remember that at all. I don't remember it, so I really I don't know. I don't want to reference She's it. just supposed to be this renaissance woman. Yeah. Um, this is the second reference to her book, though. This right? is her first reference. No, they the referenced first. it again in this episode. Harriet. Yeah. Oh, so it's Harriet. This is Harriet. No, this is Harriet and, uh, and Judy talking. And they have a, a little back and forth about uh, they want... Harriet wants her to bring back a character. Yeah, a love interest. But I can't because he was eaten by a shark. Right. So the last thing Harriet says to her was, I think this shark uh, topic is your downfall of this show, uh, this book, or whatever. Well, it's it's a larger through line for later where she says, like, uh, I know you're the artistic one in the family, but... It sounds like your book has a shark problem. Yeah, the shark, like yeah, the shark is yeah. a problem of the book yeah. or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So um, this is when Grandma walks in. When when will dinner be ready? Yeah. She's already kind of getting a little bossy. That bitch. But not bad. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> not bad. It's, yeah. Hey, when dinner's going to be ready? That right. friggin' bitch. Yeah. It's second she <laughs> second she leaves that room, the kid put her in a home. Harriet was all about putting her in a home, like. It was a total 180, 180 degrees from what Harriet was at the beginning of the show. And not, to, not much time has passed 
This is not even a day. Right. Yeah. Not even like a, a couple hours probably. Yeah. Everyone's all of a sudden annoyed. It's like, God forbid the 86-year-old woman is hungry yeah. and wants to know when dinner will be and ready. Yeah. All she said was about the meatloaf. Because she, she said, asked what we were having. She said meatloaf. Right. She's All not she a fan. Was, mushrooms give me gas. Which is, I mean, well, she's being also, honest. Uh, you're you're kind of undercutting it because she also <laughs> says that it wasn't her recipe when yeah, she was trying to yeah. be nice. Extend like, oh, listen, I'm making something that you're known for. Yep. And she's like, that's fucking bullshit. You know how they say on TGIF. That's that's fucking bullshit because mushrooms give me gas. Which doesn't make sense to me because I'd be like, where the fuck did I get this recipe then? Yeah. Like I feel like that's a Carl problem. Because <laughs> right, yeah. Carl's lying somewhere because yeah. he just wanted some wants good some mushroom. bread in his meat. Yeah. yeah, he's like, this is a family heirloom. It's been passed down, <laughs> this whole thing. And now, you know, it's coming to roost on Carl Winslow. I think... <laughs> This whole show is a Carl Winslow problem. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, this is when you get when we get our first glimpse of uh, another family member really not digging grandma being around right now. Yeah, um, and like I said, it, it pretty much comes out of left field, uh, like how fast she turns to not liking the grandmother being there yeah. anymore. They didn't do a good job of really making the gr- like. I'm still team grandma. Right Me too. Now. I'm. All, I've always been gra- team grandma. She's like one of my favorite characters. Yeah, in same. The show. Yeah. So uh, I've always been team grandma. But she's uh, not being o- no. overly annoying or. No, she's really not, and I just don't get the the animosity mm. uh, towards her right now. Like I'm like, she really hasn't been doing anything. They're trying. Okay, they're doing a good. They're 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 doing an okay job of explaining that that's what she's doing. She's being overbearing. Yeah, yeah. but it's not an, in an, in in a crazy way. No, like, they're it's still definitely making not her in a crazy likeable. way. What they're, they're making it out to be. They're planting the seeds exactly. of her control problem. Yeah. Yeah. So. Now you get a well. This is this is where another weird scene pops up because now you get Laura and Rachel talking to each other, right? And and Laura asks Rachel, "Do you think Dad's going to kick Grandma out?" Yeah, like where the huge jump? Yeah, yeah. Was there some huge like because she gets gas from? I'm hoping Laura I'm wasn't hoping. in this room for any no, of these yeah, situations. No. Exactly, she's not even be anywhere to be seen. I desperately hope somewhere there's a deleted scene where Carl Winslow is losing his shit, <laughs> and the whole house can just hear him just fucking go ham. Because <laughs> we know the, he's going he's ham. Up in the attic, just like yeah. swearing and piece of shit. You want to control me? <laughs> Um, Throw your ass out. I'm the only son who would take you in, you ungrateful bitch. I'm a fucking cop. I'm a fucking cop. You know I can bury you where no one will find you. <laughs> so so now you get uh, another conversation about the book. Yeah. And uh, and you get... No one's going to read this fucking book. No. <laughs> but I was hoping... I, I like This is just like a, a throwaway scenes because... Right. It, Leads to nowhere. Yeah. There's the nothing at the end of this of episode. Artistic rate, uh, Rachel. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing at the end of this episode, and from what we remember, there's nothing in this series about her finishing this book. Like, but it's no. there's something that pops up a couple times in this episode, and I'm wondering this because it's a pilot episode that maybe yeah. maybe that was an arc that they were gonna have. They were uh, uh, Aunt Rachel was gonna be a book. Writer, per- yeah, not, an author, an author, yeah. a writer, a book writer, you know. <laughs> <laughs> 
This is why we do podcasts, Some ladies sort of, and gentlemen. Yeah. Like a letterist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you get the uh, you get Laura with the back uh, with the the shark thing again, right? Uh, and what you had referenced earlier uh, that she was uh, what was it again? Like she says the exact same one. Yeah, she's the same, same thing one. as her mom. Where yeah. it's like you know you're the artistic one in the family, but I think you, your book has the shark. Part. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh yeah, and it was Laura. Well, Laura was like, well, I'm thinking about bringing them back. And that's right. when, the, yeah. and that's when Laura. Uh, was Laura's, eaten by a shark. Yeah, Laura's like, you can't bring that. You know, yeah, the hand, by his hand, yeah, with the his pinky hand had ring. a pinky ring. Yeah, and and it like, was attached. Was he a cokehead? What's yeah. going on here? <laughs> Who has a pinky ring? <laughs> How Italian was he? Nineteen eighty nine. Who has a pinky ring? So, cut to the next scene. Carl walks into the kitchen. Mama's sitting in my chair. It's all over. That's yeah. and that's the final yeah. straw. That is the final straw that is for Carl. Such a sitcom dad thing, if I ever heard. This is some Beaver Cleaver shit. And then Harry responds back with, "Yeah," and she put down my meatloaf before it was even out of the oven. Right. Which she really didn't. She I said mean, she didn't like meatloaf, and mushrooms gave her gas, and it wasn't yeah. her recipe. And she was like, "Does your meatloaf have meat in it?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. She did say yeah. that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did like the line of, well, no, because then it would just be a loaf. loaf. I was like, yeah, I, oh, yeah, I yeah. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. Shout out to the singer Meatloaf, who also went by loaf sometimes. Or meat. Really? He didn't care. He was a very open guy. And he would do anything for love. That's true. I hate Meatloaf. So, but he probably wouldn't do that. In this very scene, <laughs> me and Brian were rewatching it a little bit, and we both actually kind of chuckled at this scene because they call everybody to the table. Yeah. Because, well, the grandmother comes right in. She goes, um, it's time to eat. Yeah, because she needs to not. stay regular. We're eating. Yeah, I was about to say, she gets real personal real quick. Yeah, she goes, we're eating now. It doesn't matter if it's done or not. We're yeah. eating. She's like, she wants to shit on a regular yeah, schedule. Yeah, what did she say? Like, it's not something about her metabolism. What did she say? Like, her digestive system? Digestive system. Is she going to shut down? Yeah, something like something that. Something like that? Yeah. Yeah. So they all sit down. They're all gathering you know how at the old table people now. just be talking about their <laughs> gastrointestinal yeah. systems. So they're all gathering to sit at the table, and you get Judy and uh, Laura. And they're arguing. Yeah. They're going back and forth. Uh, Brian, you want to chime in on this one? Where they're talking about, they're just fighting, and then Harry. Oh. And then yeah, Harry, it's like, not at the dinner table. And then, Judy, and then Laura's like, well, then let's take it outside. <laughs> yeah. You're like, damn. Yeah. She's trying to fight. Is that from the sweet kids? Do you think that's what happened to the the original Judy? She beat the shit out of her. She never came back. Shit out of the original. Carl hid the body. (laughs) He took away the. I don't know if forensics was big in 1989. When did uh, Law Order was in by this point? I think they still don't use them for like low profile murder. (laughs) Right, it's only used. Oh yeah, just a dead kid. Just a dead kid. (laughs) No one cares. Yeah, no big deal. Valerie Jones. They probably didn't even report Nobody it. Nobody even cares about Valerie Jones anyway. So no, she's done. Here. It's very expensive to run. By the way, I love uh, just to harp on the relationship of the two sisters. They are also both in charge of watching Little Richie. Yeah. It's like all the time. When Rachel comes in, it's like, who's watching Richie? It's like, <laughs> she is that classic yeah, yeah. fucking sisterly moment. It's like, it, oh, so the baby's just somewhere in the house? That was kind of a reference from before when they were arguing who was going to hold them. Yeah. And now they don't want to take responsibility of who right. was in charge of them. So, right. yeah. Um, so now you get Eddie coming downstairs to join the family. And one of the sisters, I think it might have been Laura, was like, ooh, yeah. you looking good. 
Yes, in the classic, <laughs> classic 80s uniform of vest over T-shirt with bow, bowling, the, 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 the cowboy bolo you know, tie. Bolo tie. Yeah. It, now you're thinking in the back of your head. Insane like, outfit. At least me, I'm thinking in the back of my head. It's like, you kind of understand why he's dressed up because you know what's going to happen. It's already been foreshadowed. Right. Um, but why is he dressed up? That was my whole thing. Yeah, either way, it's a movie marathon at somebody's house. And is exactly. It and I don't remember up? him mentioning girl. No, no, he just said it was the boys. It was the guys going to hang out. Right. But he wanted to make it a somewhat formal but Western. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the Rambo marathon? Yeah. Yeah. So. It's it, worth watching this episode just to, for his outfit. Oh, it's, yeah. it's so great. So you get Carl, uh, you know, why you dressed up, this and that. And now you're going to get the uh, the grandmother. Uh, well, no, the, uh, before they even do that, they sit down and they pray. Right. So you already know this, this is going to be a religious family. Yeah. They're uh, uh, pray before, you know, dinner and stuff. Right. You guys ever pray before dinner? I used to do it at a friend's house. I didn't do it on my own. Yeah. But I've experienced it. Yeah, I've experienced it too. One time as a joke at my grandma's house, I, I led. <laughs> I was like, do you guys mind if I say grace? <laughs> and everyone was like, what? And, but like my grandma's like super Catholic, so she was like, oh, that'd oh, be lovely. She's like, oh my God, he's yeah. made a turn. And like I just like really just gave my best shot at it. This was like three years ago. <laughs> and I just like, I was like, you guys, my, I was like really hungover. And for some reason, I'm always doing bits when I'm hungover. So I was like, you know, it's a fun bit. I'm going to lead Grace. And I just like gave it my, my best shot. And like, but kind of couldn't really finish it out strong. So I was like, I don't, didn't know what I got myself into when I started. And so everyone was like, that's, that's fine. Thank you. You should have watched this episode beforehand. Yeah, I know. The whole, yeah. uh, Shit uh, on my grandma. People walking through, yeah, just <laughs> walking through your front door speech. And no one says anything. Yeah, like, no. it's a little heavy handed. Oh, it's completely heavy handed. <laughs> and and uh, doesn't uh, his wife, like, hit him? Yeah. At the end? So, yeah, yeah because it, like, delivers from evil. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Even if it walks through your front door. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was, I'm never. I grew up Catholic. Like, I was, I went through, I was an altar boy, went to church every week. We never prayed. For dinner, yeah. never once. Um, I don't think I would ever want to lead prayer either. Right, I wouldn't know what to say. Right, like thank you for the food. Yeah, they used to when when I'd go to other people's houses. It's like clearly, you know, you know me well enough. I've known you for years. Like, and then they'll just be, like, "Do you want to lead us?" And I'd be like. Where, have you been to my house? Did you have to hold hands? Oh yeah. People always oh, think yep. that that's like something. Like you're like doing this wonderful thing. Like no, you're putting someone on the spot, making yeah. especially it's you're making them very uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. like it's it's easy. I was for even the same religion as them. Yeah. It was very <laughs> odd. Like it was close enough. As Robin Williams says, I was Episcopalian, so it's Catholic light. Okay. So yeah, so it's All the right. same type of thing. So uh, after they pray, less harmful. Uh, you get yes. gra- you get we didn't gra- have confession, so we could just do whatever the fuck we wanted. <laughs> That's what I grew up. Yeah. I grew up thinking I can do whatever the hell I want as long as I went to confession, like before I died. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, you're absolved. And that's basically what the Catholic religion is all about. You can do whatever the fuck you want to yeah. do. Just make sure you say you're sorry and say a couple of hail marys. Yeah, and you're good, dude. You're good. Get on with your life. But yeah. 
Um, you can murder an original Judy and then just I, wipe your hands of it. Just, this, this is totally off topic, but we got to stay here for a second. I, <laughs> we used to have to go to confession when I was like nine. Mm-hmm. When I'm nine years old, I'm not doing anything bad except yeah. for like talking back to my parents. Right. I didn't even swear like when I was nine. Like right. So like you had to go into this uncomfortable like booth. Yeah. And you had the the, the 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 priest open up the screen. Yeah. And now he's looking right at you. And like, what moment. sins do you want to repent? And like I'm like What do you got? Like I disobeyed my parents. Yeah. And like I used to just make up things. I said so duty, I'm thinking to myself like a whole bunch of times this week. As I was a kid though, I was making things up, like for cussing. Like yeah. even though I didn't cuss. Yeah. So like after confession, I'm like, do I gotta go back wrong. to confession because I lied about what I confessed about? Yeah. Like it was like a conundrum that I was in, and I'm like, I don't, I don't like right. this at all. Because like, if you were right. just like, no, I was just being a nine year old kid. Yeah. It'd be like, fuck, you don't lie to us, spill the beans. I beat right. up a frog. Like, is that something that I would have <laughs> repented? Like, what are you, well, Beavis yeah. and Butthead? What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Playing frog breaking baseball. The law, breaking the law. Yeah, I mean, if you're killing animals, you should probably repent for that and maybe get on a list. I think you we know. all killed animals. I think animals. you killed the original well, Judy. You, you can't lump animals in one thing because killing a frog is different than killing a dog. Like, if you just out I agree, but it's kill a still, frog. A frog's, like, big enough where it's, like, uh, There's kinda, a difference it's between murder. killing a frog and killing it's a dog. It's kind of murder. Uh, here we Kinda? go. It's murder. <laughs> it's, it's murder. murder. Now, how to ma- no matter how you look at it, experiment. that was one you should re- should have repented for. Though. <laughs> <Kill> <laughs> believe frog, it at that. Yeah. I didn't kill it. I, I said I beat it up. I didn't kill Plus it. You, well, you bullied. I punched it. it. <laughs> you bullied it. <laughs> you took its frog. lunch money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, now you get the moment after they were done prayer, pray, uh, praying, where Grandma is talking to Carl about the party. And why why isn't she letting uh, Eddie go? And uh, you know Carl explains to her his curfew's at ten o'clock. And but like Can me I and Brian, me yeah. and Brian were thinking, uh, Grandma initially is thinking like this is gonna be a crazy party. Like that's right. what in the back of her head I think. Like, right. Well, no, she she's. She's playing possum. Yeah. She's yeah. kind of undercutting she it knows. to make him seem like Trying he's overreacting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then she cuts right into not even letting him make a decision. Right. To go and, yeah. Eddie, you're going to the party. Right. Regardless of what the yeah, yeah. big fat guy at the end of the table says. Yeah, she rope-a-doped Carl being like, Oh, you are totally right. I'm with your dad. And then within five seconds, he's like, no, you're going to the party. Fuck whatever your dad said. Yeah, because uh, because she was like, she goes, you're right because there's going to be, you don't know if there's going to be drinking and this and that, girls, and this and that. And, and he's like, like that's thank Carl's you, like, mom? Like, thank you, mom? He's very confused. But the party's just them watching TV. Right. And she's like, just, just watching TV? Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh. 18-year-old boys in France are allowed to stay up until 2 o'clock or something yeah. like that. She's Plus, um, couldn't he have just had a sleepover? Like, right. why, why are you even coming home at 2 a.m.? This, this whole party just, thing is weird. <laughs> just stay over your I don't understand this party thing. and it, 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 bewild- I was bewildered the whole episode about this party right. thing. Because you really don't, and you still don't know... If this is an actual party, or are they just really watching Rambo? Well, yeah, you're also doing the though. word of a teenage boy who just wants to go out. 15-year-old boy, we find out that he's up. 15 yeah. uh, in this episode. Which, by the way, in real life, he is actually younger than Laura. 
He's six really? months younger than Lawrence. Yeah. They, oh my God, he was just a huge kid. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Or she's small. You never know. So he, this wow. is where he was younger. Than this 15. is where he because Carl was like, "You're not going to the party." Hands down. Putting my foot down. You're not going to the party. Right. So that he gets off of the table. He's like. I'm 15 years old and I can't do anything. Right. Well, you're, because you're 15 years old. Like, I don't know what you guys' experiences when you were 15 years old. Yeah, I was, I was completely unwatched. Oh, I, I was out. I would not be long, allowed to go out until 12 I totally thought you said unwashed and I was like, I believe you. <laughs> no, <laughs> you said well, that too. I, I <laughs> at 15, I could pretty much do whatever I wanted. Yeah, see, I, that was not how I was raised. I was raised, I had a curfew, just like him. Right. And uh, there's no way never my parents were going to allow me to go over to somebody's house until 2 o'clock. I had a curfew, but it was one of these type of things, like in the episode, where it was flexible if a certain thing was going on. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm going to a movie, and I'm like, listen, yeah, yeah. the movie ends at 11, they'll be like, all right, come home straight after. If you're back by X, then exactly, you're in yeah. trouble. But if you were to tell your parents when you were 15 years old, listen, Billy's having a, a party... And the party consists of us watching Rambo right. until 2 o'clock in, in the morning. our favorite vest. Are your parents going to... Yeah, you show up at your dinner with a, a bolo tie yeah, yeah. and a vest. Informal wear. Is your, is your, what is your parents going to allow you to go to this party? Well, they'll be like, you're lying. Yeah, they'd probably think I was lying. <laughs> exactly. That's for sure. But, yeah. but, is it- and this, but this, comes, this comes up in, at the end of the show, too. Right. Uh, what we're talking about right now is lying and stuff like that. Because uh, at the end, you know, the grandma says, you just got to trust them. Right. Well, this also starts the Eddie trope, by the way, where uh, you even see just in the any episode, it seems like Eddie is either in one or two speeds. Yeah, he's a schemer. Yeah. He, every time he's like supposed to be this good boy, he's a bag boy, he's this, whatever, he, uh, he's responsible. And he is. And he usually pulls off something, right? Yeah. yeah. But it's usually, here's the scheme because he wants something that he knows he shouldn't get away with, yeah. but then... This is the cycle. He has to ask dad. They say no, and then it goes back and back and back. Yeah. One thing. Yep. Um, they never address what day of the week it is. Nope. So if it's Wednesday, 2 a.m., like get, you're probably not going to be sleeping over because everyone's got to get up and yeah, do it's it. it's not a school night. They never say school night. But, yeah, we they don't ever know. Say it might be summer. Night. We don't know. It could it, be summer. If you look outside, there's no snow and stuff. Like. <laughs> Yeah, and then when Chicago, they come inside, they're not like dressed up like in big bundled uh, clothing or anything. No. It's Chicago, so if it was winter, they'd be bundled up. Oh, this up. has to be summertime. So it's summertime. I mean, yeah. so it's realistically, they don't have school the next day. Right. But the parents um, might have work, and that's parents why you might don't have, have work. Yeah. But I also say, for even though how much Rachel complained, Grandma came in pretty light. Where was this chick beforehand? Because she has no possessions, <laughs> she has one suitcase. She's 70 years old. Oh, she came in with like five, didn't she? She's the only one I thought who came in. Rachel was Rachel the only came one who in came with like suitcase. five suitcases. Yeah. Oh, but I don't think it was that. It was many, four or five, right? After 80 I just thought it was years. like one huge one. No, I think it was like four of them. I think, I think she was holding like two in each hand. She's like, uh, uh, what's his Maybe storage, too. She's like John Candy in Spaceballs, <laughs> like just carrying the Royal Highness's match <laughs> luggage. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one big giant one. Yeah, yeah the giant industrial ha- uh, so, air dryer. So Eddie stomps off. 
And um, you know you get uh, Carl just sitting there with this grim look on his face, and Grandma looks at her and, and Adam and goes, "Give a man a badge." Yeah. <laughs> and cut to the next scene, uh, which with a mean ass scowl. Yeah, that you don't see a lot in later episodes. Yeah, exactly. Like she's yeah. kind of the happy grandma. Later. So cut to the next scene. Carl and Harry are talking about the situation with the grandmother in the living room. Uh, they're talking about you know what we're gonna do with her. You know, we got to do something. Carl's um, got the newspaper like he always does. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> always. He's always in his chair reading the newspaper. Well, he has to. He's, he's such a he's classic cut, TV desk. And he brings that up. He's By like, the way. She was in my chair. But this is clearly, this, the big theme of this is so, everything is so 1989. Like, she works at a newspaper. What the fuck is the newspaper now? There's no, newspapers are dying. We're in the digital age. Like, this show, if they rebooted it, would be so fucking weird. She, she's an elevator operator. Yeah. Well, we, we get to that in the next episode. No well, jumping ahead. Well, but this ahead. is a spinoff from Perfect Strangers. So I know, you already no jumping know ahead. Yeah, we, we, but Perfect Strangers, that. she's, she's the elevator she works at the Chronicle. At newspaper. Right, exactly. Like, everything centers around this antiquated technology. It's hilarious. So, Harriet pretty much tells them, hey, you got, you got to talk to your grandmother. Um, and you know you gotta you gotta fix this. You gotta make this right. So he makes a joke about because uh, Grandma's out on the porch, and he takes off to the to the front door, and she goes, uh, "No, she's out back." And he goes, "No, I'm I'm gonna walk around for a little while and uh, try to lay some steam off or whatever." Um, he's not walking that far, by the way. I mean, <laughs> he's going to probably walk to the end of the driveway and, and come back. And All right, yeah, his heart steamed, can't take so, it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> he's been drinking a lot of soda, and uh, he's <laughs> get back on that diet there. And a lot, eating a lot of donuts. So I uh, cut the next scene. Grandma's sitting on the porch by herself, just reading a magazine. I'm sure it was a nope. Rolling Stones again. Nope. What was it? An, Says one of Cro- the best lines. Crochet. She, she's crocheting. Oh, crocheting. That's what and it they was. Said, yeah, yeah. I don't want to bother you. And he's like, "Well, it's going to be a while. This is go- this is a rug." Yeah, this little. I think square. this scene is the best scene in the whole episode. This is my favorite. It's the most touching and heartworthy. It's touching, and it starts out with a quality joke that it, isn't like supremely hacky. Because uh, she co- he comes around the corner. So the Prince joke was hacky. <laughs> It's not bad. Yeah. Let's take this outside. Yeah. That wasn't a hack one yeah. either. That was the rug one I didn't see coming, at least. The yeah. Prince one, they set it up on a yes. tee yeah, they did. for the other one. This one I didn't see So coming. Carl comes around the corner, and Grandma's sitting there, you know, crocheting, uh, says their little thing, whatever. She goes, you know, it's bothering you. He goes, nothing, you know. And she goes, no, something's wrong. You know, tell me. He's like, well, I don't, you know, I don't want to break your heart or, you know, whatever. So she, she says goes, she not, she's not sensitive, which I already She goes, I'm not sensitive. Like, Laid on me. Did you me. watch the rest of the episode, yeah. Grandma? Laid on me. Tell me what, what's going on. And Carl responds back with, uh, you're driving me and Harriet crazy. Yeah. And she just gets immediately. up. Immediately. Immediately. Yeah. I'm out of yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he goes, no, no, no. Come back. Come back. Grabs her by the arm. Yep. Uh, sits her back down. And uh, they have a little heart to heart. Yeah. Including a meatloaf callback at the end. It, it wraps up quite nicely. It's perfect sitcom writing. Yeah. Where they roll back to... Choke you know, down that meatloaf. Yeah, yeah, she's going to go choke down a piece of that meatloaf yeah. kinda, as an olive branch. Yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> Their heart-to-heart was... This is where you find out that... Um, I think this is the first time they mentioned it, where his dad had died. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, he was like, you know, I know since dad had died... Which, by the way, rough. 
second dead dad in in what five minutes in this episode you didn't mention it earlier when aunt rachel goes yeah your dad took me in after my husband robert died or yeah, yeah that's right yeah and it's like so two dead dads that are yeah. real quick bad beat carl winslow is winning right here it's yeah. like but he's next knocking on he's got a big heart door, knocking on heaven's door right yeah. now um thank god they only did nine seasons he's got a big heart <laughs> that's working over time yeah so they come Explode. to agreement pretty much after they have a heart of heart that you know they gotta kind of change your lifestyles a little bit and kind of work with each other right and uh if, if this is gonna work out um because he wants her there she wants to be there and uh, they just gotta, you know, give up some things that they they typically don't want to give up. But he didn't like that she crossed the line with with his son. Yeah, right. like that, that was, was the which last, made the last sense. thing he said. That, yeah. So he was like, "I want you to go to Eddie and tell him that you know I was right." Pretty much along that line. Yeah. And, and that's goes, right. No. That's like the one thing where it's like, okay, she was a little out of line there. Everything else, I think so. exactly. Yeah. And that Every- was the most out of line she was probably. But yeah. Perfect turn of phrase in this conversation yep. where he says, you know, maybe don't not be in charge, but you can act as an advisor. Yep. And so when he calls her out on that, she goes, well, I don't agree with that. As your advisor, I would say this. And so it's a nice, quick sitcom turn and of then, phrase yeah, there. And he takes that advice. Yeah, and she basically says you got to trust him. You know, she, he's 15. Yeah. You got, you got to trust him. You go into that creepy attic and you set him straight. And she's right. Yeah, and that's that's when we get the scene where Eddie's up in the attic, <laughs> being a little creep. Yep. Look at the oh binoculars. my god, we got to talk yeah. about this for a little. So bit. he's he's looking at the binoculars. It opens up with him yeah. fucking looking peeping Tom, the, which peeping. is like way off topic for the whole show. But they don't address it. It at does all. not go forward. It and does not. Also, go forward. I don't think you ever see this attic again. No, you don't. He lives in a bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently he had to give up his bedroom for the grandmother to move in. Right. So Which uh, is a really cool move. He you get this, this nice awesome, guy. Yeah. Awesome attic. Yeah. That is full of great things. Yeah, that they clearly didn't clean up completely. So you got half of his stuff. It's a hodgepodge of real weird shit. You get shit. half his stuff and then half of like Harriet's stuff and half of like Carl's stuff and like half of like it's definitely Rachel's because you Rachel's, see like the mannequin, the, the mannequin to make dresses and stuff. You and got the grandfather clock, yes. like that's obviously not his. Right. Like I think that that's shows left over up in from the, the Webster. Set I think that that's they just in the, the regular out. series right. though coming up. I think that grandfather clock is downstairs in the living room. Well, not only that, but like they say. It, I, I made a half joke about like yeah, it's left over from the Webster thing, but they actually say in the research that I saw that a lot of these sets end up being in other shows yeah. that were also tied. To I'm sure there were like, like a the, lot of the other Andrew Morgan yeah, came so. prepared. Yeah, for the, yeah. a lot. I'm of sure research. they were taped in the, the same studios. Like yeah. same like they just I, repurpose shit the, exactly, yeah. and, and that is no different. So uh, you get this nice little scene in the attic where they're having a heart to heart again, right? Uh, with, uh, Eddie heart and, to heart on, I think. <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah, because they start talking, and Carl picks up the binoculars immediately for no fucking nowhere. reason. They, they, were, they weren't even in plain, plain sight; they were kind of like in no. The, he purposely well, hid them, like put them down. Yeah, on the table Eddie set them down when the door opened up behind what looks like an antique vase. <laughs> He's like, "You got this nice view." Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Yeah, so then he's peeping. They never address what it is. They're both just very interested. In, yeah. It could be a nice car. We don't know. We don't know because they don't. No, no, you kind of see windows right across. But it's You're not well, no, because, a landscape. Because he does reference. He goes, "Don't, don't go, go to in the other that room. room." 
And he has to move to the other That's window. That's true. Right. Yeah. Meanwhile, it's the grandmother he's looking at, and he just, oh, wait, sorry, I was thinking. <laughs> it's, it's a very. At first, I thought he was watching his friends watch Rambo. But I was like, but it's, yeah. it's very like daylight. he's just watching the party. I yeah. actually had that thought, too. That's what I thought. I never even thought of that. That's yeah. what I first. And then it turns into, oh. No, he's just a pervert. Yeah. And his dad is, too, who's a cop. Yeah. And then he takes the binoculars. And then yeah. puts it, oh, no, he actually takes them, right? So yeah. we'll get to the conversation yeah. with what they have, but but when the conversation is over, he took the binoculars down. So he's like, stakeout. Yeah. <laughs> a bit like, I'm going to peep on this person later, too. Yeah. And I'm a cop, by the way, so I can do whatever, and a Catholic, so I can get away <laughs> right. with whatever I want. So now, they, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go downstairs to sing some spirituals <laughs> <laughs> after I take the fucking dirtiest scene in Family Matters I gonna, history. I was going to say, so basically the heart-to-heart really wasn't that much of a heart-to-heart. Like, when you're thinking about the whole, like, peeping Tom thing, like, right. because it's in the back of your head, like, you're thinking of that, but they're still talking, so I really... I really don't remember what they were talking about. I, I think it was just he literally just him. echoes what the grandmother, the grandmother said, like, says. Trust him more. Do this. And he appreciated you know. it. He moved up to the attic to yeah. you know, for the grandmother or whatever. And then classic Eddie, classic Eddie tries to get one over. While oh yeah, just that extra bump in the raise of his <laughs> allowance too. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you, Can't leave well enough alone, Eddie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you can go to you can go to the party. Uh, uh, well, no, he he gets his curfew extended, extended to and extended further for the night. For the night, and then he bitch just the, sleep over. Yeah. I don't two a.m. Man, man. I yeah, don't know. you're gonna be one. tired. Yeah. Just go to sleep. Nah. There. you'll fall asleep before two. Eight year olds have sleepovers, man. You're fifteen. Might be, might be a weird friend. Might not trust a friend. It's true. He's a spooner. <laughs> we don't know. I mean, Eddie's the big spoon. He can't handle being little spoon. <laughs> Maybe everyone else is invited so for the sleepover. At the end of the conversation, <laughs> at the end of the conversation, you hear music, uh, a bunch of people singing. Yeah, and, uh, and, yeah that's right. and Carl and Carl goes. It looks like the family's getting along now, and they go downstairs and they're all gathered around the piano, and they're singing. <laughs> I got the whole world in my, in my hand. Yeah. Uh, which, which is so lame. Which is really lame. <laughs> and also, it reminds me of Con Air and <laughs> yeah. the fucking freaky dude. Uh, Buscemi? The, yeah, Buscemi? Yeah, yeah Buscemi. That all, you know, that's all he sings or whatever. Right. I'm like, this is a weird song right now. Like, yeah. <laughs> Isn't the little girl teaching that at the picnic? And we don't know. And, and I asked you guys, if you guys knew, like, is that the only words to that song? I've never heard more than what they say. Me sang. neither. But I they just trust keep on their singing verses. it. Singing yeah. it. They sing it like 20 times. Like, I'm like, move on to the next song. Like, yeah, it's like, it's a small world, but for it, like spirituals. Yeah, it was crazy, but it's yeah. Like it's got four lines. So you get the end of Family, the creepy episode song one. too. Like, how much power do you have? By the way, I wonder if they did that on purpose, given who Aunt Rachel is. I, I don't know what that is. Okay, uh, what's her name? Thelma Hop. Thelma Hopkins? Something like Thelma, that, yeah. right? Is I'm pretty sure it's Thelma. Is it Thelma? It might just be Thelma. Yeah. She she was in a she was a singer in the 70s. She, oh, was she really? She was in Tony Orlando and Dawn. Yes. She was part of Dawn. Dawn was like a two-woman All right, okay. outfit. She was Dawn. Okay. So she's like, the one who was a singer a long time before. This was like her big breakout, her big acting breakout. Yep. She would be in uh Tony Orlando had like a uh, variety show yep. where she would get to do some acting, some like skits and stuff. But like, you know, this was like her big, big turn. And then she got another show 
shortly she after. She kept doing sitcoms. Like, she's still doing There's stuff. one with her and, and a white woman or whatever, and the whole thing is like, I'm a black woman living with a white woman in an apartment. We're just figuring it out together. Like, I don't know. That sounds kind of hacky. I don't think they do. Oh, they yeah, no, they probably did. In like 1990. I don't know yeah. what you guys are talking about at all right now. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, this is the the ending of the uh, the first episode. Uh, how do you guys? I mean, how do you guys feel about the first episode? Well, I definitely. Uh, could we address the house? I mean, because yeah. the living room is very episode. dark. Yeah, yeah it's, it's very totally different, different from how it goes forward. The, um, the entryway makes it look like they're almost like an apartment because it's got like a foyer. Yeah, it looks like it goes out into a hallway, but yeah. clearly you've seen that this is a house. It's a house from, yeah. from the theme song, yeah. um, the part, and everything else. So it's a very bizarre, jarring thing. Knowing going back in retrospect. Because they but totally when they walk out back, around. they got like a nice yard and like yeah. a porch. And well, that's what I'm saying. The front doesn't make any sense, and that's why they changed it going forward, where it's like a big and double door opening, like full house. Yeah, it might be. We we keep on saying it, but it is a pilot episode. Yeah, so it might mm-hmm. be just one of those things. Where they, they know just what they're doing. The set. staircase isn't the same. Staircase when you come the back. Same. Yeah, uh, the 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 background looks a, you know a little bit different. Whatever, um, the kitchen looks the same. I think it's the same, the pretty much. Same. Maybe a little bit of different colors. Getting by. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember that now. It didn't have a long run, but oh, it's such. That a was the name of the sitcom. That Telma Hopkins. <laughs> so um, I guess the la- like Brian. How did you feel about the first episode? I, uh, I liked it. Um, you think it's it, a good it was, first it, episode? It was like direct. We talked about it. it was like the direction was weird. Like yeah. literally, the film cuts it, it were very like it was, strange. It was edited kind of weird and kind. Of, I think they were kind of trying to put too much into a pilot. In to, the, yes, to try to it's all two over dead the dads in I told you a couple of minutes. The plot's yeah. all over the place. They kind of pigeonhole the um, you know. There's really nothing for Laura and and uh, and fake uh, Judy. Judy, yeah. And they're you know they have that the the author thing going that doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, they, they don't they really have set up her being artistic it, at all. They just say it. It's, it's almost like, like they they had this premise where okay, you get the grandmother coming in. Apparently, she was only coming for dinner at first, but we're going to make her come to live here. Right. Um, they couldn't... They wrote a pilot. They were like, hey, listen, we got this pilot. We want it shot, whatever. They they shot it. Didn't have enough footage, so they just threw this extra stuff in there. Right. Like, and maybe we may have an arc about her being an author. Uh, maybe we might have an arc about this. I think um, season three, or I'm sorry, episode three is just that. But... Yeah. Um, well, we haven't got there that It was so. showing and it was a lot of telling and not showing. Yeah, yeah it's exposition. It's yeah. lazy writing. It's but the interesting thing is that you can if this is considered, you know, it's the pilot, the thought behind it was that this is an offshoot of Perfect Strangers with the main character of Perfect Stranger, well, obviously a side character, but, but the main character in this was almost pitched to be the shining moment for the wife here. Yeah. And she's kind of in the background of most of this. Like, she's not a prominent thing. It's about I mean, Carl. It's, it's about Carl. Right, exactly. And, and, I mean, he's a bigger star at this point. But it's funny how it's kind of like the, the well, this, spinoff I mean, with this her. happens uh, yeah. elsewhere in this series, too, that we'll find out later on that 
Oh, she's pissed by the end of this. Well, no, I'm just saying, you know, uh, as far as another character being the main lead uh, in the in the show, family matters. Voldemort again. Yeah, here we go. Someone other than Carl Winslow being the main part of Family Matters. We're gonna soon find out who that will be. I, I guess the last question I want to ask you guys is real quick. Uh, have you ever guys have you guys ever been in a situation where a family member had to come in uh, and live yes. with you? My grandmother lived with me yes. early on, Same. and I also had in a very hacky sitcom way. My dad's friend uh, lived in our basement almost my entire life. Like cool. after my grandmother stopped living with us and went into a convalescent home, uh, my dad's friend al mm-hmm. we've lived with us for probably a decade before he passed away how was that relationship he was the antithesis of my it was very sitcom he was this huge like 350 pound guy six foot something big dude he used to walk around in his underwear with like varicose <laughs> veins everywhere he, he thought it would be hilarious i know what it sounds like it wasn't um, friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> "Quote unquote friend." <laughs> he, he, he did everything to be outrageous. Like, is this like the weird uncle. Well, he sounds awesome. You feel like that, right? So, like, so he took over the whole basement of our house, and he had stacks and stacks and stacks of Playboys. Everywhere. <laughs> I knew that was coming. He, he would take out the centerfolds and staple them to the ceiling. Yeah, I like that. And, like, meanwhile, like, you know, we were, like, latchkey kids. So we would come home and, like, Al would be the only guy there because he worked for the train station overnight. So, like, we would come home from school and we'd go downstairs and, like, trade baseball cards with him and just fucking Playboys everywhere. And, like, he would, like, he would catch us, like, doing something shitty, like, watch uh, porn or horror movies like when we were in like middle school or something like late elementary and he would be like I'm not going to tell your dad I just want you to rewind that scene because I want to see like he was that cool uncle guy that was just constantly around and I miss him to death he was great man how old was he when he died he was 40 and my Fuck. he was the same age as my dad so he died when I was like 12 Jesus. or 11 maybe oh, man. and so it kind of hit me like oh, my God, my dad can die any day, and it really kind of, like, messed with my head. So it was kind of like the first death that really kind of yeah. showed me what mortality he's was. he's a family member at that point. Yeah. If oh, totally. So, like, yeah, I've known him basically my whole life. And then, I haven't even had yeah. a death like that, I don't think, yet at almost 30. Yeah, it, it was hard. I'm not going to lie. Because so, I think around that same year, my grandfather died, too. So it was, like, Jesus. kind of a double whammy. But... Weirdly, his hit harder because he was there every day. Yeah. Yeah. Brian, you said you had a grandmother moved in? Yeah. She, she kind of had like a, like a, an apartment kind of attached to the house. Basically, it was an just like in-law. another yeah, it was an yeah. in-law house that was separated by a door, um, which I don't even think is like technically legal residential zoning. But, <laughs> it doesn't sound like it. But um, <laughs> there are ones that. Uh, Full disclosure: I have my house on the market, and uh, and oh. we were talking about next step. <laughs> and my mother-in-law chimed in, and she was like, "Hey, my if you find something with a nice in-law, because they do make them, yeah, fully zoned." Um, well, that, my, my brother lives uh, next to my parents' house, 
Yeah. And it's an in-law house, but yeah. it's not connected to the house, but it's in their yard. Yeah. So it's like... Like a she shed. They have a... Yeah, they, it's their own address and everything. It's actually, oh, it is their It's own the address. same address, except it has an R at the end. So oh, okay. Rear. Yeah. That's what it's yeah, for, so... Oh, she takes it in the rear? That's yeah. interesting. <laughs> uh, so your grandmother moved in uh, to her, the, the, the in-law's house. She was So there. it was a little bit different, because it's a different kind of... It's a... She had her own house, like, kind of... I think by the time I was born, she was already there. Um, oh, all right, okay. If I remember correctly, but... Um, uh, now my dad rents it out. My parents divorced when I was, like, 12. Yeah. And then she obviously didn't stay because it was my mom's yeah. mother. But she... Um, and she's passed away a few years ago. Um, but uh, my dad rents it out now to... To a woman who's been there for a really long time, um, which is kind of weird, I guess. Hmm. But hey, man, I, who are you talking to? I just talked about a guy who, if I told that to a complete stranger like you guys, it's like immediately like, "Are you okay? Is this a <laughs> weird story? Like, are you?" <laughs> I guess. It's I guess I weird. had a kind of similar situation because when I uh, zoning's got me caught up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just thinking about law. Legal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We lived in New Hampshire. Uh, my dad worked at a paper mill in New Hampshire. Uh, he got laid off and then uh, got a job back up in Maine where we were from. And uh, when we moved back up there, we didn't have a place to live. Right. So we moved in with my aunt mm. and uncle. This makes sense. Who had sense. two kids. With and, your accent. And there was three of us. Yeah. So it was like five kids with two parents, sets of parents living in the same house. <laughs> it wasn't for that long. But it seemed like it was forever. I think you're just saying step by step, I think. Pretty, yeah. much, <laughs> pretty much. Or uh, the Brady Bunch, whichever the, one you yeah, want. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Without the state. We without, were, yeah, not two sets of parents. We were all similar to age, like the same age. Like me and my was cousin. the youngest fun. one in curls? No. Oh, yes, the girl, yes. <laughs> As a matter of fact, yes. That's great. Uh, me and my cousin were in the nursery school together, so we got to go to nursery school together and whatever, but... Nice. Um, yeah, I just remember it being hectic all the time. And Sounds fun. Be, yeah. It was fun it, for us, but yeah. I know the parents were stressed out. Oh, they must have hated it. So, yeah, it was, my grandfather, before he passed away, moved in with my parents, uh, but I had not lived with them. Um, I was, you know, by myself. Right. Um, and, you know, he lived there until he, he had passed away. Um, but I could see how it changed their, you know, household a little bit. With him being there, right. and he was kind of like the grandmother a little bit, where you know he had like that old school mentality, right? And uh, so it was kind of funny seeing him react around like my nephew and stuff. And that's how you saw your first Rolling Stone magazine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, would let me swear. So that was one cool thing I know nice. this one, this episode was a little longer, but that was because we, we we had to go over the theme song and you know we added a couple extra things or whatever. Sure, uh, but. Uh, to a very special episode. We're going to go, uh, Andrew, whatever you want to plug, go ahead. Um, yeah, man, I, I, I do a fun uh, entertainment-related podcast myself uh, that Chad has been on a couple times. Uh, the Nomcast, it's a Netflix original movie podcast, uh, which you can find on any podcast platform or fistfulofjokes.com. Uh, and yeah, it's a lot of fun. We pick whatever Netflix has got rocking in the original stuff and, and review it, and we have a lot of fun. Nice. Yeah. Uh, definitely go check that out. Uh, and I'm a comedian, so follow me on socials at Jokes on Drew. Jokes on Drew. Uh, Brian? Uh, plugging? 
I think I'm in a very fun, interesting show this Thursday with a couple yeah, of This Thursday, but late, this comes so. out two months from yeah. now. So, all right. So guys, yeah. know how fun <laughs> so we are. It, it's, it's pretty hard to plug a show on this podcast. Yeah, guess what? You guys remember when Avengers the Avengers game came out? <laughs> remember when the cathedral burnt down too soon? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so we can just plug play your Twitter or your, your Instagram or whatever. Oh yeah, none of it's worth following. But if you feel so inclined, <laughs> at B E E K W A Y G E N B Quagan, and 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 check out when he's performing around here because uh, he does improv uh, a little bit of stand up. Yeah, so, uh, a lot of stuff in Hartford, Hartford area. Yeah, um, and um, as always, you can just. Find me where you can find this podcast on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, iTunes, Podbean, wherever you find podcasts, uh, all at Family Chatters. Yeah. Family Chatters. Uh, you thank, you for, thank you for listening to episode one. Hope you guys uh, enjoyed it. And uh, hopefully, you guys listen to episode two. Uh, see you guys later. Love you guys. Bye.